Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with sharing the Word of God. We are so excited to be here uh, today and to be able to bring you the Word of God. Uh, This is the week uh, upcoming to our Thanksgiving, and we want to go ahead and wish everybody a happy and a safe Thanksgiving, because this year we truly have a lot to be thankful for. There were a lot of losses in 2020 with the COVID-19 the COVID-19 pandemic and some of our family members are missing, but yet and still uh, a lot of our family members are still here. So we do have much to be thankful to God for. So today we're going to be coming to you with the Preach Gospel. And it is always a pleasure to bring the Word of God to you. And we're going to start off by going to the Old Testament. And we're going to be going to the book of Zechariah. Uh, for our, where our key text is going to come from today. So let's turn to the book of Zechariah. And we're going to go to that first chapter. And we're going to start reading at verse number 1. And it reads, In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Idu, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be Ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear, nor hearken unto the, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words. And my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, Like as the Lord of hosts thought to do unto us, according to our ways and according to our doings, so hath he dealt with us. And from these few scriptures, we're going to take the text, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. I think in this day and time that because we're in this COVID-19 pandemic, and even before we were in the COVID-19 pandemic, there are so many voices out there that preach the word of God um, to you. We've got the preachers who were preaching uh, long-time preachers that you you uh, well know of, such as Bishop T.D. Jakes and Rod Parsley, John, Dr. John Hagee, Marilyn Hickey, and so many other preachers, uh, Dale Bronner, so many other preachers who have large platforms that you have been listening unto them with Thus Saith the Lord. And now that with the pandemic, There are so many others who are out there who are preaching on the airways. And even you are reading your own Bible. 
and and many of you have heard your own pastors preach the gospel. But there are also those who are out there who, for some reason whatsoever, they haven't been listening to the word of God. And they may have grown up in the church, but they've steered from it. So there are so many avenues, even with preachers that I have not named or or many other well-known preachers that you know that I have not called, as well as preachers who are in your little towns and in the cities who nobody really knows their name. But because of the um, modes of technology, you have access to hear the word of gospel, the word of the gospel from so many different, um, so many different preachers or so many different leaders. And so you may be wondering, well, what is the word? What is the right word? Because the the word of God can come from different ministers and they can, um, exegesis the text in several different ways so you like what is really what is really the word of God that I need to hear and then if you haven't um, been one who wants to think that there is a God or you've turned away from God or you you really your life is messed up right now and you want to hear from God what is the real answer for you you might be saying so the thing about it is is the gospel God has many preachers out here who are preaching and people who don't um, have official titles as preachers, but they are spreading the word of God. Where, so where is the balance? Where do you find God for yourself? It starts off with you seeking God for yourself. One thing that I want to tell you that no matter where you are, God looks at you as his creation and God wants to help you. So don't think that just because you may not have been going to church or you might not be strong in the Lord that God doesn't care because God does care about you where you are and he wants to meet your needs. And so God wants you to know that he wants to be your heavenly father. And just as you are, he accepts you right now where you are. And then he will take you exactly right now where you are. And then he will take you and he will mold you and he will shape you into what you need to be. All of us long for a place where we feel like we are accepted in our society and we long to be loved. So, but there are some times when people feel like they're in a system or they're in a society that does not accept them or does not love them. This is where God comes in because God is a God of love and God is a God of acceptance. He might not like some of the things that you do and he wants you to change. But if you seek God and you try to draw near to God, it is a promise that God will draw near to you. All you have to do is have that heart and have that willing heart where you want him to come in and to be your your savior where you want him to come in and change your life he'll give you that sense of belonging and he will give you that sense of love that you might be missing in your life so if you're hungry for God this message is for you if you somebody who's messed up and you want to see your life change this message is for you if you're down and out this message today is for you Because I came by and I stopped by to tell you 
about what thus saith the Lord. That's my job today to present God to you, to present Jesus to you, and to present the Holy Spirit to you who can help you. So the thing is, you might ask, who who am I? I am one of those preachers that does not have this big platform, and I'm one of those preachers that you probably never heard about, but I am still one who preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one who wants to spread the good news of our God. If you can think back on some of the things that you have seen in your lifetime, there's this one particular statue, I don't know what they call it, but I call it the statue of the thinking man. And it's a nude statue of a man who's sitting on a rock and he's got his hand under his chin as though he is thinking about some things. And so he's sitting there. Many of you probably have seen him and he's just kind of crotched over, got his, got his hand under his chin. And it looks to me as though he's wondering about some things. And he may be, um, he may, to me, if you can just use your imagination, he might be wondering about his life. He might be wondering about the, the past mistakes and things that he wished that he had done better. And all of us have those things in our lives that we wish we had done better or things that we've done that we regret that we have done or things that we have done that we are sorry that we've done he could be thinking about things in his life about he's got this to do he could be thinking about problems on his job or or he had a fight with his wife this morning and they need to mend fences he might be thinking about where's the next job opportunity for me he could have been thinking about he got a bad diagnosis from a doctor and he's wondering how he's going to survive whatever they have diagnosed him with. Or he could be thinking about problems with his children. So it's an array of things that this man in this statue could be thinking. Why did I bring that up? I brought that up because that is us sometimes. We think about the things that are going on in our world and going on in our life. Probably one of the major things that we're thinking about right now is this COVID-19 pandemic. And thinking about how are we going to get through this? Or will will life ever go back to the way that it used to be? Will things ever change for us? But the one thing that I want you to, to think about the in the statue, the man is sitting there and he doesn't have on one stitch of clothing, if you've ever seen this famous statue. He doesn't have one stitch of clothing on. He's sitting there and he's thinking. And I'm looking at the statue and I'm thinking this man is naked and exposed. So that's the way that we have to go to God. We can have plenty of problems, plenty of issues, but there's one thing that you can't um, erase from the mind or hide from the mind of God is God is aware of everything that is happening to you right now. He's aware of everything that is happening to me right now. He's aware of things we've done in our past. He's aware of things that are occurring in our future. And 
the things that will occur in our future, and he's aware of things that are happening in our present. So there's nothing that we can hide from God. So we're pretty much like the man who is the statue that's sitting on that rock who is naked and he is exposed. Or well, one thing I want to say about even sitting on the rock, because God just revealed that to me, that he is sitting on a rock. But if we are sitting on the rock of Jesus, if we're building on that firm foundation, even though we are naked and exposed to God from what is going on inside of us or what we've done in our past, our sins, if we are sitting on that rock, we're going to be all right because that Jesus Jesus Christ, the solid rock, Jesus Christ, that solid rock, that cornerstone, he is the foundation that we built on and he will help us through all of these things that we have done and his blood shed will cleanse us from the things of our past and he will help us to make it through this journey. So sitting here naked and sitting here exposed like the statue uh, that of the man who is thinking that is us sitting here naked and exposed with all of our sins directly out there with God. But the one thing that God wants us to know is that if we draw nigh to him, that he will draw nigh to us. If we will just pull closer to God, the closer you get to God, the closer he's going to come to you. But you got to lay down what you're doing. You got to lay down yourself and you just got to come to you, come to God just as you are. A lot of people don't want you to come to them unless you clean up and fix up first. But I stopped by to tell you, I'm a preacher that you may not even know, but I came by to tell you that you can go to God just like you are. And if your heart is repentant before him and you're coming to God and you want something from him and you want to get to know God better and you want fellowship to grow between you and God, then you just go ahead and come to him as you are. And I'm telling you to come, come broken, come lame, come weary, come tired, come confused, come upset, come angry, come in your sins, come as a dope dealer, come as a drug addict, come as a a, a wife abuser, come just like you are. Am I saying those things are good? No, I'm not saying they're good, but I'm saying come to God with your problems and your petitions and God will help to work out all of your problems. God will help to work out your situations. So in the book of of Zechariah, we find the story of our key scripture is that third verse that I wanted to, that I read in your hearing. Therefore say unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saying the Lord of hosts. When in the book of Zechariah, we find the story of the prophet uh, Zechariah and Zechariah is, has come out of come out of captivity. This story is written after the 70 years of captivity have ended for Israel. Israel was overtaken by the Babylonians. They were placed into captivity and God took his hands off of them because of sin in their life. And for 70 years, they had to remain under Babylonian captivity, but God was going to bring them out of that period of captivity after they had learned to repent and go back unto God. And so we find Zechariah, he is out of captivity. And so now he is here and he is, his position is to encourage Israel 
to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem, rebuild the temple that was um, destroyed um, under the Babylonians when they came and took over the land. But his job was to encourage the people along with uh, uh, Haggai the prophet would also encourage the people. But the temple was to be rebuilt under Zerubbabel. But Zechariah's job was one of encouragement. He was told by God to tell the people that they needed to make sure that they stayed, had their hearts and their minds. This time they stayed with the Lord, that they would not turn their minds back from him as their fathers had done. So that was the job that he had. He wanted to encourage the people. They had been stagnated in building. And a lot of times in our life, your life and in my life, when we come up against hard situations, when we come up against the hard situations in our life and things seems like they are coming up against us and people talking up about us and money is not right and illnesses come and problems come it's this thing and one thing after the other even in our life we can be stalled out and things can stop because there's so many issues and so many things coming up to us at one time that we'll just halt on what we're doing and that's what had happened here with the people they had halted on building back the temple and that was one of the things that God wanted done and so it was up to Zechariah to encourage the people. The encouragement will come by them teaching and preaching the word of God to the people. And so it will also come by the, the visions and the dreams that God would give to Zechariah because he would convey those to the people. Zechariah's job was to talk about the coming Messiah that would come. His, his job was to let, them, let the people know that God was going to restore Israel back to its former glory, that one day the children would be playing in the streets again. One day the elderly would be sitting out and being, being amongst the people because anytime anything hard comes up or any disaster comes up, the people who are most vulnerable are the children and the, and the old people. And so he's, he's saying that one day this, this land is going to be restored. So I stopped by to tell you that with you knowing Jesus one day your life if your life is messed up right now your life is going to be restored god can restore back to you things that the enemy came and he took from you if that is the will of the lord god can turn your life back around just as israel had to rebuild after coming out of babylonian captivity some things in life sometimes we have to rebuild our lives but god will help us if we will if we will draw nigh to him he will draw nigh to us. So um, Zechariah prophesied of the coming Messiah that Jesus would be coming. And you will find that he prophesied over in Zechariah um, 9. He even prophesied about Jesus coming in. The, the, it says in Zechariah 9, he prophesied about, he says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. So he even prophesied before Jesus came that Jesus would come in riding on an ass, riding on a donkey. So he continued to prophesy and he encouraged the people to build and he encouraged the people knowing that um, 
it was not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by my spirit, saith the Lord, that they were going to be able to build the kingdom of God to build back this temple as it was to be built. And that's one thing that we need to be reminded of sometimes too, that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, that I re- I will rebuild. So if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. So the people began to work and they began to build on the, the temple. And some people remember the temple that was built under that was built upon the Solomon and um, they were like this uh, kind of looking down upon it because they thought it was a small beginning but God wanted them to know too don't don't despise the day of small beginnings because small beginnings even if things start out small as it did here in Zechariah doesn't mean that it is not great so the word of the Lord says that as Zechariah says to the people that they needed to stay and draw near to God, that they needed to be close to God, that they needed to just go and deal with God, that they needed to turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. And this is what he said to Zechariah. Throughout the Bible, he prophesied, It was prophesied that Jesus would come. And even when Jesus came to the earth, he was talking to the people and he was saying the same things to them. If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And we started off, and I think the reason why God wanted us to start off is because the promise of the Messiah would come, the building of the temple, to encourage you that you need to work on building some things in your life that no matter how uh, hard life may get, how, how difficult things may come, just know that if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And know that it is not going to be by might, it's not going to be by, by power, but it's going to be by my spirit, saith the Lord. So when we come into fellowship and connection with God, we're going to be able to do exceedingly Uh, exceeding things. We're going to be able to do great things. We're going to be able to do the things that nobody thought we would be able to do. Even though our lives may be jacked up, they may be messed up right now. We might even be doubting God. Some of us might even be mad at God, but God doesn't look at us when he looks at us and he sees us exactly where we are. He doesn't look at us with eyes of rejection, no matter where you are. He doesn't look at you with, Oh, this, this is a child straight from the devil. He doesn't look at you like that when you come to him with a repentant heart and you come and you truly are trying to seek God. God doesn't look at you like that. God looks at you as a child that he wants to help. God looks at you as a person that he wants to he wants to cause you to have comfort. He wants to cause you to have joy. He wants to bring you up out of your present situation and bring you into an abundant life, bring you into a life where there is life full of hope. There is life of joy. There is life of love. You have a life of peace. Those things that he promised to those who would draw nigh unto him. So if you have a place in your heart right now where your heart is just really just messed up or you're really confused or you're really angry or you know you're backslidden or you know that 
you're really seeking God or you know that you're still connected, but you need to grow more in God. Realize that God looks at you and he takes you right where you are in the Bible. And I have to go back from the Old Testament up to the new because the promise was that God would make Israel great again. God would renew Israel and build Israel back up, that God would never leave his people, that God would be the God of his people. He is the, is the promise still goes on to us that God has engrafted us into the vine that we are part of spiritual Israel even though we are not born Jews God still cares about us today so he promised them that one day a Messiah would come he promised them that one day that there would be a king and a priest that would come and that king and that priest would reign forever we see Jesus over in the New Testament the fulfillment of the promise of Jesus comes and so Jesus walks it out and he begins to minister to the children of Israel as they would come to him he would minister to them in the Bible I talk about if you draw nigh to God he will draw near to you then in in the even in the book of John let me give you some illustrations of some people who came to Jesus right where they were and so in the book of John, in the chapter 8, we see the woman who was caught in adultery. She was caught in the very act of adultery. So the people bring her to Jesus, and then they testify to Jesus that this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. So if they caught her in the very act of adultery, evidently somebody saw what was going on, and they brought her there. But the long story made short, you can go back and read about the story in John chapter 8. You can read about the story. Long story made short. Only thing they wanted to do was to catch Jesus in saying something so that they could reject him. But this is not the point of the story. The point of the story is that they brought the woman to Jesus. And then they wanted they, they wanted Jesus to say something about it because they said that this type of sin will get you stoned to death. Imagine how this woman felt being dragged out of wherever she was with whomever she was with and they brought her and they set her amongst all the people so that the people could talk about her so that the people could look on her and imagine how afraid she had to be. Imagine how ashamed she had to be at what she had done. Just imagine that. They they had brought her out. They're asking Jesus what should be done. They're telling, you know, knowing that this type of sin, she, she, she should have been stoned. But the only thing that Jesus did was he stooped down and he rolled on the ground. And then they questioned Jesus some more. There are some theologians that say that maybe he started writing about their sins on the ground. Bible does is not clear as to exactly what they say that he said, but he stooped down and rolled on the ground. So they questioned Jesus a little bit more. And Jesus says to them, well, ye who are without sin, cast the first stone. So I guess everybody began to ponder and they began to think about when they were over with over at Miss Hattie Sue's or they thought about when they stole whatever they stole or whatever they did or when they told that lie and I guess one by one they began to uh, go back over their life and begin to think about the things that they had done and one by one they began to dismiss themselves from the oldest down to the youngest so when Jesus looked up he and after he you know quit writing on the ground again because when he had started writing on the ground again they began to ponder uh, uh, on these things so when he looked up he didn't see anybody but the woman 
And so Jesus Jesus asked her a question. He says, woman, where are thine accuser? Has anybody uh, not cond- condemned thee? And then she says, no, Lord. And then Jesus says to this woman who was caught in adultery, he says, he says to her, neither do I condemn you. And so he told her to go and the sin no more. And so Jesus forgave her of her sins. So I'm saying you can come to Jesus just as you are. You draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Come as you are. You draw near to God and he draws near to you in times of trouble. You be just like the man who's sitting on the rock. You decide that you're going to hook up with Jesus Christ, the solid rock, sitting on the rock and thinking, but you know there's a better way. God, you know there has to be a better solution, and you're thinking that I got to find the way. Be exposed. You may be naked. You may be afraid, and you may be exposed, but you can come to God just as you are. In Luke chapter 8, we see the story of the woman who um, had the issue of blood. She wanted to get near to Jesus, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. She knew that she had been in this condition. She had had this, this issue of blood for 12 long years. And you might be in a situation where you've had an issue for so many years that you can't even halfway think about it. you upset about it because you, every time you turn around, it's one thing after the other. It's failure after failure. Or you just got situations that you can't handle and it's just been going on too long. So this woman knew that she had to get to Jesus. She knew that she had had an issue of blood and she wasn't supposed to touch him. Anybody who had blood on them, you couldn't touch them because you were unclean, unclean. Nobody was supposed to touch you when you had a had blood. And and because you were unclean, you needed to stay away from those who were not contaminated. And so this lady said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. She had gone to doctors. She had lost all of her money. She, just think about all the money that we pay the doctors now to get healed and can get no better. This lady says, I've got to get to Jesus. So she goes to Jesus and she, she reaches down amongst all of the crowd and she touches his garment. And immediately this lady's blood stopped. She knew it had stopped. And when a lady is bleeding, when you're on a menstrual cycle, you can feel spurts of blood. But she felt something in her body had changed. She knew that she was healed. But just as soon as she was healed, Jesus asked a question. and He wanted to know who touched me. And then nobody wanted to say they touched Jesus. But his disciples were like, Jesus, hey, hello. You are out here with all of these people and you ask this question, who touched you? But Jesus knew something had happened to him. Jesus knew somebody had drawn near to him. Jesus knew that he had drawn near to somebody because he felt virtue go out of him. He felt it. He felt that pain. He felt whatever that woman felt. He felt it when that healing had come. He felt essence leave his body, a portion of him leave his body. He knew that somebody had touched him. When you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. Don't worry about what your what your haters say about you. Don't worry about what other folks say about what you have done in your past. Don't worry about how people low rate you. Don't worry about 
about none of that stuff. Don't worry about your reputation that you got in the community. You go to Jesus. If God is on your heart and you are the person who is sitting there like the statue saying, I know there is a better way. I'm thinking, Lord, and I got to get something. Something in my life has to change. You go to Jesus. He'll take you just like you are today. You don't have to go and get yourself all cleaned up and spruced up in the eyes of people. You can go to God right now, even in your house, listening to this podcast, wherever you are. If you know your life is messed up, you know that things need to shift and things need to change. You can go to God right where you are. So Jesus wanted to know who touched me. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. Here this lady was. I know she was afraid because for her to go and touch a, 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 a leader, for her to go and touch Jesus and she unclean and she bleeding and she go and admit that could cause consequences for her. But she goes and she's trembling and she falls down before him and she declares to him that she touched him and that she knew that she was immediately healed. And Jesus didn't low rate her. He accepted her right where she was. He knew and he felt her pain. He saw every reality that had happened to this lady just in that instance of a touch. Jesus didn't really have to ask who had touched me, but he needed that testimony. And they needed to hear the testimony of this woman that Jesus can heal. Jesus isn't afraid of anything. Jesus can heal a, a, a woman sick of, 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 of bleeding for 12 years. Jesus needed her to testify of her story and they needed to hear that she had received her healing because she had reached out she had drawn near to God and God's presence had drawn near to her and that the power of the living Christ had healed her that Jesus's power the power of God had healed this lady and he said unto her and we talking about fellowship right here because he doesn't say unto her you dirty defiled woman he doesn't speak to her like that but he calls her daughter he says daughter be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole he said to go in peace go in peace so she reached out she knew that if I could just touch the hem of his garment I shall be made whole so he goes she goes and she touches it and she gets her healing but she didn't just get her healing she gets wholeness she and in wholeness I believe that for everything that she lost I believe that he restored it to her I believe that for all the years of loneliness that he restored it to her maybe those things of relationships that were impacted he restored it to her he made this lady whole amen so if you draw near to God wherever you are whatever condition you are in you are sitting there and you're thinking about it if you draw near to God he will draw near to you the Bible declares and I'm going to give you one last illustration of how we can be in a certain situation and we can just go to God however we are and this is the story of blind Bartimaeus and blind Bartimaeus when day when Jesus was and you can read about him in Mark chapter 10 uh, verses 46 through 52 you can read about blind Bartimaeus and he was sitting on the roadside when Jesus was coming out of Jericho one day and he heard that Jesus was 
was coming by. And any time that you hear the good news about Jesus, he heard that Jesus was coming by. And he had heard that Jesus was the one who was healing people. And Barn Bartimaeus, with him being blind all these years, he was expected just to be a beggar by the road. And that's how people treat him, just like a beggar by the road. Jesus had a crowd going past him, and blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was called. Jesus was passing through. So blind Bartimaeus began to shout, and he began to cry out, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have pity and mercy on me. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have pity and have mercy on me. And the people that were with Jesus and the people that were around who were thronging Jesus were saying, be quiet, be quiet. But when you've been in a bad situation, just like you sitting and you thinking, just like the statue of the person sitting on the rock, you think about how your life has been. You think about how things have turned out, how you need your situation to change. You think about that you robbed Peter to pay Paul. You think about your bad diagnosis. You think about, I got all these children, Lord, they just running rampant. You think about COVID-19, what you going to do when Jesus is coming by, you going to cry out, Jesus, Jesus, save me, Jesus, Jesus, help me. And that's what blind Bartimaeus was doing. He wasn't worrying about these people. He needed to get to Jesus. And so he cried out, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, save me. Jesus, Jesus, thou son of Jesus, thou son of David, have pity and have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped. When Jesus hears your cry, Jesus is going to stop. When Jesus hears you calling out to him from wherever you are, Jesus is going to stop for you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Blind Bartimaeus was crying out, but Jesus stopped right where he was. And he told them to tell him to come to him. And so they told blind Bartimaeus, they said, Jesus says he wants to see you come. And so blind Bartimaeus, he went to him. He think about it. Here he was. He was blind. He had on his garment. He cast off that. He cast off that garment. Of, of blindness. He cast off that garment of being a beggar. He cast it off because he had an expectancy that something great was about to happen to him. And he knew that he was getting into the presence of the almighty God. He knew that he was getting into the presence of the Messiah. And so Jesus said unto him, what is it that you want me to do for you? And the blind man said unto him, master, let me receive my sight, my sight. And so Jesus said unto him, go your way, your faith hath healed you. And instantly blind Bartimaeus received his sight on that road with Jesus. So I came by to tell you that no matter who you are, draw near to God. I'm preaching to so many people. I'm preaching to people who go to church, people who used to go to church. I'm preaching to people who know that they've strayed from God. I'm preaching to people who are using dope. I'm preaching to alcoholics. I'm preaching to people who know they lie. I'm preaching to people who steal. I'm preaching to people who are fornicators. I'm preaching to adulterers. I'm preaching to everybody who knows that they are just like that person who's sitting on and thinking about their life, who are sitting and thinking that there has to be a better way. You can draw near to Jesus and he can draw near to you. He'll take you exactly where you are. If you just reach up and you will just touch 
that as this lady touched the hem of his garment, if you will be the one who will cry out, and you will cry out no matter where you are, right where you are, you will cry out to Jesus, Lord, have mercy on on me. You will be naked, and if you will be naked, and you will be exposed before him, and just tell God where you are, tell God how you're thinking in your mind, because there's nothing that you can hide from God anyway. God knows your issues and he knows your problems and God will take you exactly where you are. Don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry about what you've done in your past. If your heart is repentant, you just go to God right where you are. Don't worry about it. Lay down your burdens. Lay down your burdens. Know that your God who died on Calvary's cross is there waiting for you. Know that Jesus is there waiting for you and wanting to help you. It's not by might. It won't. You can't get it by your own strength. It's not by your power. You can't get it under your own power. You know you've tried before and you've failed. You know you've tried to change before and you've failed. This is only going to come by the power of God that you can change. It'll only come by the Spirit of God that you will be able to change your life. It'll only come by you drawing near to God that you will see your world change. And God wants to change your life. Come to God while you have time. So many things are happening in our world, and you got to draw near to God while he may be found. You draw near to God because life is not promised to you. And you can't just say that you're going to go and do this thing next week, or you're going to go do it another day. Life is not promised like that. So why you hear the voice of God calling to you, while you're sitting here thinking in your life, there has to be a better way. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. God wants to change your life and change your world. For those of you out there who may not be saved and you have heard the word of God this day and you want to draw near to God, I just want you to say this prayer with me and and just repeat it after me. Father, I have come to the end of my, my, to the end of the rope, Lord, and I want to change, God. Jesus, I want to change. I believe that you died on Calvary's cross for my sins. And Lord, I want my sins to be washed away. I believe that you died and you shed your blood for me for the remission of my sins that you died on calvary's cross and that you rose again oh lord please be my savior and please wash me with your blood and cleanse my sins jesus thank you for saving me in jesus name i pray amen now if you have prayed that prayer and you believe that jesus has washed your sins away he's the son of god then you're born again your sins are washed away and jesus has forgiven you and so you go on with your life and you don't worry about the things that you've done in your past you your life god has forgiven you of those sins and god's gonna help you to build your life there may be some things that you know, I'm not going to say that the road is all going to be easy, but I am going to promise you this, that if you meant that out of your heart and you're born again, 
that you are part of the family of Christ. Amen. And that when you die, you will have eternal life. Now, what you need to do is you need to get into your scriptures and you need to walk by this word of God. You need to listen to the preaching of the gospel. However, we have to do it in this pandemic. You know, you can listen to my podcast. I invite everybody to listen to my podcast because I think that I'm a good preacher. Amen. But I also invite you to listen to the podcast of others and and when churches open back up and some have, find you a church that where you can go in and you can fellowship and you can draw near to God and he will draw near to you because you're going to be hearing that word of God. Get amongst some brothers and sisters in Christ that can keep you uplifted and can help to show you the way. Amen. So we thank you for listening to this podcast. And so we hope that you will listen in the future. We got some things coming in my ministry, and I will share that with you at a later date. But today, we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. It went kind of long and a little bit over, but there was a lot to teach and a lot to preach. So just remember that if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And just know that God loves you right now where you are. And if your heart is turning towards him, just go on and get close to God. Inch on up there with God. And if you move towards him, he's going to move towards you. Amen. 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 So we thank you for this pod, for listening to this podcast. And we once again wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving and a safe Thanksgiving. So we pray that on our next podcast, we have morning inspiration coming up on Monday morning and our Wednesday night Bible study. So we pray that we'll see you again on the next podcast. So until then, you be blessed and happy Thanksgiving until we meet again. Bye-bye.